politics, culture, chaos. It's time to make sense of it all. It's time to have a little fun. This is your afternoon dose of sanity. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. The president was in Jersey today to uh, talk about infrastructure. He whispered, he yelled, and he praised Governor Phil Murphy. 8,000 people died in nursing homes in New Jersey. Biden said, thanks, thanks, Gov, for showing us the way. Good afternoon. Welcome to the podcast. Hope you're having a great day today. Busy afternoon with the presidential visit to North Jersey to talk about infrastructure. Uh, And of course, this comes right before Governor Phil Murphy is on the ballot again. Tuesday, next Tuesday is Election Day, November 2nd. Uh, I think Chidarelli's chances are good. I really do. I think his chances are good. They're solid. It's a uh, it's a blue state, but you know New Jersey has not reelected a Democrat governor in like forty years or something like that. So he's got the chances are good. I mean, he's behind in the polls, but only I mean, he's almost within the margin of error. I I for one think that people are fed up with Murphy. I also think there's a lot of people who just don't care enough for him to come out. I really do. I think that's a thing. They just don't think it's you know. You know I mean, they just don't think they need to. Uh, Jack Chirelli is doing very very well. And I think he's he's got a, a new ad out, which is really good. I'm just going to let you hear it a little bit and see. Remember, if a Republican wins in Jersey and a Republican can win in Virginia, this is serious momentum. This is a new ad that Jack Shidarelli put out. It's called Death Sentence. It's all about Murphy's nursing home debacle. Take a listen to this. At the height of the pandemic, Governor Murphy used his power to force nursing homes to admit COVID-positive patients. Patients will die. You understand that by asking us to take COVID patients, that patients will die. Governor Murphy was warned. He sentenced 8,000 seniors and veterans to death anyway. Why? In many cases, those are end-of-life patients to begin with. Now we know. End-of-life patients to begin with. And now we know. So that's a, that's a really good ad. He's put out some good ads. And then over the weekend, watching the Eagles game, what a waste of time that was, I watched and saw the ads paid for by the New Jersey Governors, the Republican Governors Association. So that was really good, too, I thought. And uh, look, you know what? I mean, this whole thing about Jack Chidrelli will take New Jersey backwards, and I don't even know what that means exactly, but that's Murphy's whole thing. We're not going back. We're not going back. And I don't know what, what going back means exactly. What what does that mean? We're not going back. We're going back to a time when we didn't have a pandemic. <laughs> Nursing home people were still alive. Veterans were still... Going back when? Where? Tell me. But this is the problem, though, right now. Phil Murphy is running a campaign, and we don't have a big media market in New Jersey. So the reality is... For a lot of this, Jack Shirelli's got to spend money to cut through. He's got to spend money to cut through the noise. And so having Biden in town helps Murphy because then the national media covers it. And maybe they'll cover a little bit of Murphy's speech or they'll mention his name or something like that. In fact, this is Biden thanking Phil Murphy for showing him the way. Well, Governor Murphy, so many of the national challenges we're confronting are areas where you're already leading. And that's not hyperbole. Whether it's making health care or preschool or college more affordable, providing paid family leave, <clears throat> replacing lead in pipes and protecting public health. So thanks for showing the way, pal. 
Thanks for showing the way. Thanks for showing the way. 8,000 people died in your nursing homes, and you were warned about taking those patients in. But thanks for showing the way, pal. Thanks. <clears throat> Biden also coughed in his hand and then proceeded to shake hands with people. Really disgusting. Gross, right? <clears throat> Guy's coughing all the time with the coughing. Coughs in his hand. Doesn't even do the sleeve thing. Walks over and starts shaking hands. Super spreader over here, this guy. So that's uh, that happened earlier in Jersey today. On the Virginia side of the issue, Terry McAuliffe at one point had complained that people stay in politics too long. Did you know that? Terry McAuliffe had said that. Yeah, people stay in politics for too long. They got to get out. How about you getting out? You've been you've been running for governor of Virginia. You've you've been all over the place. But it's okay because the truth of the matter is that this is Terry McAuliffe is having some real problems here, and I think that if the Republicans can win. Imagine that the Republicans can win in Jersey and in Virginia. That would be amazing. That really would be amazing. Oh yes, Biden on trains. Right if, here, here we here we go. Take it. Take a listen to this. No little expression. Time is money. As one computer said, if you're on the train and they say Portal Bridge, you know you better make other plans. As one computer said, got it. As a computer said, not a commuter, a computer. All right. Very good. Now now you know. Now you know what a computer said. It's very, very helpful, isn't it? One computer said, if you missed the train, anyway, he's just reading again because that's what he does. He reads. He's the reader-in-chief. He also did a little yelling today, too. He did a little yelling. He whispered and yelled. Whispered and then yelled. He did the whole one-two punch here. Take a listen to this. Everybody talks about children, and Josh has heard me say it. I view it as a tax cut for middle-class families. A tax cut. We never have an argument when we talk about the wealthy. This is a tax cut. It changes the lives of the American people. See that? Ye- yelling, whispering, and then yelling. It's what he does. It's very bizarre, isn't it? It's very bizarre, but he does this a lot. So here's Terry McAuliffe <clears throat> claiming that critical race theory is not taught in Virginia. These two races, New Jersey and, and Virginia, are absolutely going to be bellwethers for a lot. I mean, if the Republicans win, it's, it's, it's going to be huge. If they come really close, it's going to be great. I mean, these are blue states. Uh, but this is this is good. Now, take a listen to to this lie again. But, you know, this is junk and trying to stir up this critical race theory, which I'll be honest with you, Bill, I find highly offensive. Critical race theory is not taught in Virginia. It has never been taught. It is a racist dog whistle. And I'm really tired of it. Well, it's it's not true, actually, what he's saying. Uh, critical race theory is part of the curriculum movement in Virginia. No doubt about that. And it's a lie. Again, it's a lie to suggest otherwise. Enrollment in just one county in Virginia, Fairfax County, enrollment in their public schools continues to dip, having now fallen more than 10,000 students have left since the onset of the pandemic. Isn't that amazing? I mean, people are, are, are saying enough is enough. Enough is enough. Because this is a this is a mess. What's going on here? Gas prices? Are you paying it? Are you feeling it? Of course you are. Everybody's feeling it. Jose, you talked this about those extreme prices in places like California, Nevada, and Hawaii. I'll leave you with this stat: there is not a single state in the United States that has an average below three dollars a gallon. So, just one more indication how difficult this is going to be on consumers as we head towards that holiday season. Jose, it's going to be really bad for consumers, and they're mad, and they don't they're they're really upset by this. Really upset by this. And I don't, I don't blame them. I mean, I, I'm feeling it. You're feeling it. We're feeling it. And we know that the worst is yet to come. 
Worse is, worse is what you have to come. And what are Democrats screaming about? Well, Obama was in Virginia. He's screaming about something or another, pretending that, oh, yeah, we're all making this up about critical race theory and everything else. We're all making it up. It's not real. It's not true. We don't have time to be wasting on these phony, up culture wars, this fake outrage that, that right-wing media peddles to juice their ratings, and the fact that he's willing to go along with it, Instead of talking about serious problems that actually affect serious people, that's a shame. That's not what this election's about. That's not what you need, Virginia. That's not what this is about. That's Instead not what of you need. Forcing our communities to cut back at a time when we're just starting to recover. We should be doing more to support people who are educating our kids and keeping our neighborhoods safe. I.e. unions. Uh, new Virginia poll out parents of K through 12 children. Among those parents, Glenn Youngkin leads 56 to 39 percent. Glenn Youngkin, the Republican, Terry McCall for Democrat, 56 to 39 percent. Now, that's huge. I've, I believe these two states, Jersey and Virginia, are absolutely going to come down to parents, education being top of mind. Always taxes in the background, inflation, spending, the gas. I mean, all of this is going to help, too. But Parents have had it with mandates and everything else, and they know that a vaccine mandate is coming in both of these states if these two yahoos get elected. They know that. You elect McAuliffe, you elect Murphy again, you're going to have uh, vaccine mandates on your children. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Now, the good news, though, is that if you're if the rising prices stinks, I mean, it stinks for you and for me. We'll see how it affects these two bozos in the election coming up. But Janet Yellen says rising prices are going to continue to the end of next year. We've got a big election coming up in 2022. You might have heard this. We've got every single member of the House of Representatives is up for re-election. You're facing the voters now with rising prices, and it's going to continue to rise. So what's it going to be like this time next year? I'm not rooting for it. Believe me, I don't want this. But this is kind of out of my hands. So there's nothing I can really do about this. But if it happens and it's still a thing and they can't control it by next year, they got some problems. As this rising inflation is hitting Americans while it's hard, impacting everything from gas prices to groceries, when Treasury do you Secretary expect Yellen. inflation to get back to the you know, 2% range, which is considered normal? 2022, 2023, when? Well, I expect that to happen next year. Um, monthly rates of inflation have already fallen substantially from the very high rates that we saw in the spring and early summer. Um, on a 12-month basis, the inflation rate um, will remain high uh, into next year because of what's already happened. But uh, I expect improvement uh, by the end of by the middle to end of next year, second second half of next year. Second half of 2022. Second half of 2022. We're going to keep seeing rising prices until the second half of 2022. Imagine that. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. It's This is, look, I'm glad I'm not a Democrat on the ballot because this is absolutely going to stick to them. No doubt about it. So let's think. we got two states right now, New Jersey and Virginia. Let's think about what these two states can tell us about the rest of the country. First of all, at this moment in time, COVID is... Not not a thing. It's not a thing. Yet these two act like it's a major thing. And that's the, that's a, a problem for them right now. They act like it's a major thing when it comes to your kids in schools. You don't have a choice. You don't have a say. You have to mask up your two-year-olds and mask up your children no matter what. But we, the rest of us, we're living our lives like normal people. 
So it shows us in these two states, they, this is representative of the control that Democrats love to have over people and the control that they never want to give up. Even though COVID numbers are so incredibly low right now, hospitalizations, deaths, it's, it, it's not a thing. It's a thing in the sense that it's an endemic and it's going to be here with us forever. But we're beating this thing. We're beating it. I don't know why people can't just come out and say that and celebrate that. We're beating COVID. We're beating COVID. We save lives now. COVID, get COVID. It's not a death sentence anymore. This should be something that people celebrate. But instead, we have these draconian policies, these draconian overlords who just will not give up their say and their power over us. They just refuse to do it. And their, their strategy has been that the more we go all in on COVID, the better for us. Because it's become, like many things, like a religion to the left. You must mask at all times, have vaccine mandates for every single human being on the planet. You must get 100% vaccination. It's, it's, it's like a cult in that sense. And that's a terrible thing. Then you have this guy, Terry, you have this guy, Terry McAuliffe, who says, listen, uh, parents really shouldn't have a say in their education process. That's what he said. And you got a governor in New Jersey, Phil Murphy, who's making all the decisions himself. So we'll see how these two things shape up and shape out in this election. Oh, Biden went to an elementary school in Jersey today, by the way. I should mention that to you. He also gave the elementary school kids his, hey guys, his thoughts you. on how to deal with the press. Would you like to hear this as Biden's giving them a little bit of uh, thoughts on how to handle the press? Hey, guys, thanks for letting me come in your classroom. Appreciate it. And Mr. President, uh, you ought to talk to me about the presidency. You know, when you're president, see all these people here? They're, they're with you all the time. They get to ask you all kinds of questions, and you try to figure out how you can avoid answering them sometimes. <laughs> anyway, well, you know, this really does, as you know. By the way, his strategy for answering them is just turn your back and walk away. That's what he does. Come out and read a prepared statement on a computer and then turn your back and walk away. That's what he, done. You're done. That's it. That's, all, that's, that's the whole strategy right there. And this, he's talking to these preschoolers. This is hysterical. I walk by. Super, you, you, you know all the electors over here, don't you? Absolutely. And, it's such an honor to have everyone here. We were all talking about earlier. These kids look so is, bored. Uh, a fundamental shift in education. Yes. And what you, you're going to go to college, right? When you're old, you're going to go to college. Yeah, I think so. He's like a creep. I'm telling you, if you can see the video, he's like a creepy old man lurking over these children. You're going to go to college, kid? Huh? You want candy? Huh? And the kid's looking at him like, what? And these are preschoolers. These are preschool kids in New Jersey. Of course, they're all sitting there wearing masks. And uh, and the president's wearing a mask, of course. You're going to go to college? Huh? You want to get my van? Uh, it's, cre- it's just creepy. You'll be able to. Yeah. Well, it's nice seeing y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you for letting us come in. By the way, you see this man here? He's the governor of the state. He's, he runs the state. And this is his wife who runs him. <laughs> and me and everybody else. These preschool kids have no idea what the, what the president's talking about. Hey, way, to, way to relate to kids. He's got the suit and tie on. The kids are just playing with their Legos. They have no idea what any of this is. They say, hey, hey you're going to go to college? Huh? Huh? You're going to go to college? So, turn our attention for a moment, shall we, to Wuhan. 
the Wuhan lab leak theory, which at the time that it came out, uh, we now know is a uh, medical criminal cover-up so that all roads did not lead back to the funding for the Wuhan lab, which came from Washington, the National Institute of Health, the National Institute for Infectious Disease, Anthony Fauci, Francis Collins. They lied about it. They wanted you to think that it was racist to suggest a Chinese scientist could have accidentally allowed the virus to get out, but not racist to suggest that some guy went to a wet market and ordered a bat and ate it because the Chinese have just really barbaric eating practices. So that was okay for you to say that. You can go to somebody and go, listen, this pandemic started because some dude went to a market and these people are disgusting. A guy ate a pangolin, ate a bat. Next thing you know, we got a worldwide pandemic. That's not racist, apparently. But if you went and you said, well, I think a scientist might have accidentally, in the process of doing experiments, might have somehow or another released the virus by mistake, accidentally left the lab. That's totally racist. Again, I have no, I, I, in my mind, I still can't figure the two because I would think if you were doing a game, like, like guess the racism, you know what I mean? And you just, you, you take people and you go, I'll read you two scenarios. Guess which one's racist. And they just didn't know anything about this. They'd never heard about this before. And you go, and you had card A, card A. So a scientist in China accidentally releases a virus he's been studying because viruses sometimes leak from laboratories, especially when they are not secure, only biosafety level three. Accidents happen. Okay? Card number two. Man walks over and eats something he should not eat. A wild, barbaric animal eats it, drinks its blood, eats its, its undercooked flesh, and causes worldwide pandemic because these people have really, really backwards, gross eating habits. Guess the racism. In the game, you know, guess the races. You're gonna pick. You're gonna pick this second one all the time. You go. What? What a terrible stereotype about Chinese people you're making right now. That's terrible. Why would you say that? But that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. You bring up the lab leak. You were slammed for that. That was a wet market, yelling at you all the time. Now we know that that was a lie done deliberately to cover their tracks. We now know the NIH was funding gain-of-function research. We now know they were making this virus more contagious, more deadly. And we know that the virus got out. How it got out, if, if it's an accident, I mean, they say it probably is. I don't necessarily believe that. But anyway, on CNN, Pamela Brown confronted the head of the NIH director, Francis Collins, because the question is whether or not this was an oversight failure. In light of now the admission that what we've all known this entire time, what you've said, what I've said, what we've all said is that, let's face it, this came from a lab. But so now the question is, well, how are you and Fauci ever going to get any credibility, any street credit back, huh? How are you going to do that now, now that we know that you people were lying to us? I want to continue our conversation with Dr. Francis Collins, the director of the National Institutes of Health. Um, Dr. Collins, I want to talk about what has been making some headlines in the last few days and what appears to be a major shift. The NIH now admits to funding risky research in the Wuhan lab years ago through EcoHealth Alliance, but just found out about this in August of this year. Um, saying in a letter to Congress, it was done in a limited experiment and that the mice became sicker with one type of a bat coronavirus compared to another type. In May, this is what Dr. Anthony Fauci declared. 
the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute Do they fund Dr. Barrick? Dr. Collins, how could he say that when you're just now finding out, finding out that U.S. tax dollars were being used to pay for this risky research in that Wuhan lab two years ago? If you didn't know about what was going on, what else do you not know about? All right, now let me pause it for a moment and just say that I am really impressed with CNN's Pamela Brown for going here with Francis Collins. And good. I mean, good to hold these people accountable. That's the other thing in this whole thing that I've never understood. Fauci and Collins are bureaucrats. We have exalted these people. We have made Fauci a santo Fauci. Brad Pitt plays him on TV. What a hero he is. You criticize Fauci. You were just a conservative who didn't believe in the virus and blah. You think the whole thing's a conspiracy. No, I, I, I mean, I always go back to the fact that if these idiots were honest with everybody, Back in January, February, and it said when Wuhan was under lockdown, hey, we we might have caused this. We might have done this. Maybe things could have been different. But instead they go, this is us. So let's tell everybody it came from a bat and that Chinese people eat bats. Everybody went, that's a good idea. And not at all racist to suggest that. Not at all a stereotype. Not In no way, shape, or form is that, ra- I mean, I know, it's you have to, to, to try to get your head around the logic in this is, is absolutely amazing. It really is just amazing. So I'm glad you're asking, because this really needs to be clarified. Part of the confusion here, Pam, is this term gain of function. In common scientific parlance, gain of function involves all kinds of experiments where you're trying to understand the function of a particular biological cell. For instance, Cancer immunotherapy, where we're trying to give people with cancer a chance to fight off their cancer. by. I just want to be clear. Sorry, Dr. Collins, I do want to interrupt because I think I want to be clear. I'm not I don't need to to get into the nitty gritty about gain of function. This is to say and I know it's. And this is this is the this is the thing, right? Oh, no, no. There's lots of things we do to help and everything else. And uh, it's trying to make him sound like the good guys again. So I'm glad she's shutting that down and go, no, actually, we're going to focus on on what you did here in Wuhan. Manipulating a virus to make it more pathogenic. But this is to say that grant money was given to EcoHealth Alliance that was then conducting research in the Wuhan lab. And EcoHealth Alliance violated the terms of its contract by not immediately notifying uh, the NIH of this risky research it was doing. You're just now finding out. So the question is, um, you know, how, how can you know what this money is going toward, what kind of research this is going toward in places like the Wuhan lab, if you're just now finding this out from EcoHealth Alliance, how the U.S. taxpayer dollars was being used. Well, EcoHealth did violate the terms of their Uh, grant award. So let me tell you what else is happening now. And in some extent, CNN's in on it, too, with her question right now to uh, Collins. I always know it's only a matter of time when you listen to these interviews. Eventually, these these news people will show their hand as, as she's just done here to, to blame. Now, now the talking point is it's eco health Alliance that did something wrong here. So the NIH and uh, Fauci, they give money to eco health Alliance, Peter Daszak's group. And then it's their group who does all this gain of function research and doesn't tell anybody at NIH doesn't let anybody know. So Fauci's in the dark and Collins is in the dark. Get it. This is their way of going like that, washing their hands of it. And it's a lie, and don't fall for it, because it's, it's absolutely 
a lie to suggest that they did stuff with the with the money that was never actually outlined in the grant proposal. That's a lie. And secondly, it it why then did you spend eighteen months covering this up instead of holding EcoHealth Alliance? accountable if that's the case why not back in march of 2020 would you not bring peter daszak in and go we think this dude did it it it, these people are lying through their teeth right now about this but i want to make it really clear pam that's why i started explaining what this term gain of function means yes they did some things they should have told us about but they did not do the kind of gain of function research that requires special high level oversight. That's where the confusion arises. Yeah, they messed up. Uh, We are gonna hold them accountable. They sent us a progress report two years late that they should have sent a while ago. And it had information in it that they should have told us about. But let me be clear, this was in no way, no way connected with the advent of SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19. And anybody who tries to And we're not saying that. I'm saying okay, it. I'm saying it because we know that the Chinese military also got involved in these experiments as well. But the bottom line is Fauci needs to be held responsible for this. He needs to be responsible. Now, he was on with the unbiased journalist George Stephanopoulos on Sunday. Uh, this whole thing about now that the NIH did fund gain-of-function research. And Rand Paul has gone after Fauci about this, and he said, Senator, to be clear, we do not fund gain-of-function research. Well, no, you actually do. You actually do fund gain-of-function research, and this was another lie. So he confronts Fauci about this. The controversy over whether the U.S. was funding risky COVID research in Wuhan was kicked up again this week when the NIH released a letter about that research which showed that the subcontractor had not disclosed some results in a timely manner. Now, now some critics and analysts have seized on that to say you and others have misled the public about U.S. funding of this so-called gain-of-function research. The NIH says that's false. Our medical unit backs that up. But Senator Rand Paul... Our medical unit backs that up. You gotta love the unbiased journalist George Stephanopoulos, don't you? You really do. This guy is good, man. He's good. It's it's amazing that he was the communications director for Bill Clinton. Isn't it amazing? He's good. Our medical team backs that up. And even the question, you can hear the bias in the question. Just, just one more time here with the question. I just this this caught me here. U.S. was funding risky COVID research in Wuhan was kicked up again this week when the NIH released a letter about that research, which showed that the subcontractor had not disclosed some results in a timely manner. Now, now some critics and analysts have seized on that to say you and others have misled the public about U.S. funding of this so-called gain-of-function yeah. Some critics research. have the seized NIH on says that. that's false. Our medical unit backs Our that up. Our medical unit backs Rand that Paul up. stepped up that criticism mm-hmm. in a new interview with Axios on HBO. Let's play it. Dr. Fauci should be fired Absolutely. by the president. Yeah, absolutely. The thing is, is just for lack of judgment, if nothing else, I don't, you know, he's probably never going to admit that he lied. He's going to continue to dissemble and try to work around the truth and massage the truth. I want to give you the opportunity to respond to Senator Paul, but also explain what was the United States funding, what wasn't it funding, and why that's important. Well, I I obviously totally disagree with Senator Paul. He's absolutely incorrect. Neither I nor Dr. Francis Collins, the director of the NIH, lied or misled about what we've done. The framework under which 
We have guidance about the conduct of research that we fund. The funding at the Wuhan Institute was to be a bat viruses in China. And the research was very strictly under what we call a framework of oversight of the type of research. And under those conditions, which we've explained very, very clearly, does not constitute research of gain of function of concern. There are people who interpret it that way, but when you look at the framework under which the guidance is, that is not the case. So I have to respectfully disagree with Senator Paul. He is not correct that we lied or misled the Congress. It's yeah, no, you're lying. He's lying again. All right, so think about it now. You're in this biosafety level three or two in Wuhan, China. You've given money to EcoHealth Alliance. They're studying back coronaviruses. The problem is we don't know how far China is going with this. We don't know what the military is doing in the middle of the night or in the middle of the day, for that matter. We have no idea. And that's the point that's been made ever since. And yes, they were working on gain of function. Of course they were. What he's trying to do is to say that COVID-19 did not come out of their little Frankenstein experiments. That's that's what Fauci, that's the excuse Fauci's trying to give everybody. That, oh, no, no, COVID-19 didn't come out of this. We Yeah, we were playing with the virus in the lab, but like just exactly like I've been telling you since March of 2020, we've been playing with the virus in the lab. I'm saying I've been telling you that, not Fauci. He's been lying to you ever since. But it didn't lead to COVID-19. How do we know? We don't know that. No, we, how, how do we know that? But they just now Fauci's just saying that. Everybody goes, oh, okay, well, then that's the case then. Okay, great. And we'll blame EcoHealth Alliance for going outside the parameters of the grant application. Just like we'll blame uh, other bureaucrats at NIH for killing all these dogs, all these puppies that have been killed in experiments that you were also, your agency was funding. We'll, we'll blame them and you had nothing, you didn't know about it, nothing is going on. How about this? If these bureaucrat hacks don't know what's going on in their agencies and how the money's being spent, maybe it's a sign they need to go. Maybe it's a sign that they're done and they need to go. I'm just pointing that out. If you don't know what's happening in your agency, you've probably been there too long. Don't you think? You've probably been there way too long. So I'm glad that Rand Paul's pushing back. They need to have a, a hearing, put him under oath again, and get him on record. Fauci. And then if he lies, which he's already done, I think you've got grounds to charge him already. And deal with it that way. NIH is stating that EcoHealth Alliance violated the terms and conditions of the grant, but... This proves that they did do gain-of-function research. Now they're just trying to pass the buck to say this is all on, on, on EcoHealth Alliance. Come on. Don't buy that. Don't fall for that. These people are such liars. They really are. They're such absolute liars. Let's cut through the BS. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. So turning our attention back to the, to the New Jersey and Virginia governor races, you notice that the Democrats keep bringing up Trump all the time, constantly. They bring up Trump. And it's, it's just amazing. It's like, do you have anything to run on besides Donald Trump? It, Murphy keeps saying we're not going back, and yet at the same time, we're not going back. He keeps bringing up the guy who was president before. Terry McAuliffe, same thing. Same thing in Virginia. Running against Trump again. Trumpism, Trumpism, Trumpism. Well, ABC's John Carl confronted Terry McAuliffe on this. Good for him. Repeated requests over the past several weeks for an interview with this week. His campaign says he is doing no national interviews, although he has been a regular on one news outlet, Fox News. McAuliffe has repeatedly and relentlessly portrayed Yunkin as a clone of Donald Trump. He's a total wannabe Donald Trump. He's been endorsed by Donald Trump four times. 
Terry, you just made folks in Las Vegas a lot of money. There's an over and under tonight on how many times you're going to say Donald Trump. And it was 10, and you just busted through it. You're running well, against Glenn Youngkin. He's not Donald Trump, right? I mean, you're not running against Donald Trump. You're running against Glenn Youngkin. No, but I'm running against Trump's divisive culture wars, his divisive politics. I am running against Trump policies. You bet I am. Glenn Youngkin has adopted every one of Donald Trump's divisive politics. This election here in Virginia, I think, sets the tone for this state for the next decade, and I think it's a really important message for this country. McAuliffe has suggested his struggles to put up a big lead are a reflection of Joe Biden's troubles. We are facing a lot of headwinds from Washington. As you know, the president is unpopular today, unfortunately, here in Virginia, so we have got to plow through. But McAuliffe caused some of his own troubles in a recent debate on the issue of education when he defended his decision as governor to keep parents from pulling books, some deemed sexually explicit, out of school libraries by saying this. I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually take books out and make their own decisions. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. That last line quickly made its way into a Yunkin ad. Yeah, and and that's not all, right? So now McAuliffe is trying to lie to say that, well, we don't do any gain-of-function research. We don't do any uh, gain-of-function research, sorry. We don't do any critical race theory. We don't we do not do any of that stuff. Well, that's not true, actually. It, they do in Virginia, and this has been a real problem. And actually, McAuliffe said, look, we want to promote diversity and inclusion. We want to have this. This is as important in schools as anything else, as math and reading and science. And I make the point that we've got to do a better job in our education system we've got to go back k to six uh early on we've got to start teaching talking about these issues much earlier than we've done it before and we don't do a good job in our education system talking about diversity inclusion openness and so forth we don't we've got our textbooks but you know there has to be a big part of how how do you fit in, in into the social work of our nation and our fabric how is it that we deal with one another is to me is as important as you know, your math class, or your English class, and so forth, and we don't. So schools will be telling you how to deal with each other and also diversity and inclusion. Uh, this is the propaganda that parents are talking about at these meetings. This is what they're saying. But remember something, too. In Virginia, they had this situation where a kid was, was sexually assaulted in the bathroom by a dude in a skirt, and they lied about it, and they covered it up. Because that's what also what they do, is they lie whenever it suits their agenda. And they do that. They do it all the time. So, and, and Obama, I mean, he's another one bringing up Trump all the time. Bringing up Trump all the time. Again, Jack Shitterelli is not Donald Trump. Phil Murphy's not running well, against not Donald a- Trump. But here's Obama, again, bashing, back in Jersey, bashing now Jack Shitterelli, making Trump comparisons. All across the country, Democrats are working to make sure that those who've done well, the wealthiest Americans, the largest corporations pay their fair share in taxes, just like they do in New Jersey, not out of spite, but so we can do things to make childcare more affordable, so we can make real progress on the fight against climate change. All across the country, you've got Democrats who are trying to make it easier to vote and push back on Republicans who are trying to systematically prevent ordinary citizens from making their voices heard. Just this past week, Phil, every Democrat in the Senate supported a bill that would protect the right to vote and ban partisan gerrymandering and reduce the influence of dark money in our politics. And every Republican voted against those reform measures, which, no, hey, hey no, don't hey, boo. Hey, hey, no, vote. Hey, that's it, vote. Don't you boo. Booing vote. doesn't do nothing. 
You know, but boo booing, booing is like, you know, you send out a Twitter, ah, blah, blah, blah. No, go out there and vote. Go vote. You got to ask yourself, though, why, why is it that Republicans don't want people voting? What are they so... Who, who, who? Who don't Republicans want voting? This is such a lie. We don't want people who shouldn't be voting voting. I mean, the Republicans don't want people who are dead voting. Republicans don't. I mean, it's Halloween and all, but still, we don't want the dead voting. Republicans don't want people voting twice. Republicans don't want people voting who aren't citizens. That That's really all that they're trying to stop here. But again, what's the implication? As Obama's talking to this crowd, that the Republicans don't want black people to vote that's the implication that obama's painting again that racist brush they do this all the time it's the racist brush hey and, and come on just say it obama just come out and say it mr president just say it accuse all republicans of being racist every time republicans want to fix any issues with the elections whether it's the fact that you've got voter rolls full of people that 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 are either dead or don't live here anymore or you've got situations where people are turning in ballots days after the election's over and you got the Pennsylvania Supreme Court saying that's okay. Anytime any of those things are brought up and people want to fix them, they just scream racism. Racism. That's it. And then you, then you got to shut up. Oh, that, that, now it's now it's now it's zip it all of a sudden. Afraid of. Listen. If you've got better ideas, make your case. Tell us your ideas. Tell us why you think what you're proposing will be better. See there? If you got good ideas, you're not afraid of people voting on them. So I guess you don't want folks voting because don't have no good ideas. Yeah, right, right. People flock flock to you if you got good ideas. Make your case, but instead they try to rig elections. How do we rig elections? You, you believe this, by the way? Listen to this conspiracy nut, Barack Obama. They try to rig elections. Everybody keeps going on about how Donald Trump will not accept the results of the 2020 election, right? It goes all the time. Well, President Trump will not be, until he accepts the results of the election, he will not be allowed back on Facebook and Twitter. This this is a former president going on and accusing Republicans of rigging elections. What election's been rigged in this country? Does it, can, can you point to one election where somebody's actually rigged the election? This He sounds like a nut, like a tinfoil hat conspiracy kook. That's what he sounds like. And where's the media calling him out on this? To be like, hey, why don't you accept the election results? Stacey Abrams in Georgia is another one. Every time she opens her, her mouth for, to give a speech, every time, she brings up the fact that she really won the governor's race in Georgia and they took it from her. Every time. She can't not talk about it. I would imagine that going out to dinner or being around her and, and company would be so excruciating because all she would do is tell you how she's really the governor of Georgia. She's really just the governor. She's the displaced governor of Georgia. That's all it is. But But, but none of them are called out for being a bunch of kooks for not accepting the election results. You notice that? Now, if a Republican, every time a Republican has to be asked the question, do you accept the results of 2020? Do you accept the results? Yes, yes or no, yes or no. But meanwhile, hey, Republicans are out there, other uh, regular elections. What, who, who, who's, who's election have, have they rigged exactly? Oh man, it's amazing, right? Free with their ideas. And when that doesn't work, they start making up stuff. Like the one about how they didn't lose the last election. So wait, so so wait, so we were rigging elections and now we're denying elections. Okay, so we're we're election. Uh, I, I yeah, okay, you know what I mean. Okay, 
I'm going to be careful with the language here. <laughs> but it takes that out of context, but you know what I mean. To go from rigging an election to now denying an election. Okay? Deniers and election um, people that rig elections. And that's... Um, okay. Let me, t- let me tell you something. I, 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 I've been blessed in my political career, but I lost a, an election. I lost a, a congressional election back in, back in Chicago. Chicago, I, where I don't I, live. It would have been, I didn't Chicago, know. I, I don't live just... in Chicago. I live in Martha's Vineyard now. You should say that. Why don't you say that? Back in Chicago, where I used to live, now I'm in rich, lily white Martha's Vineyard uh, with all the one percenters. But back in the day in Chicago. Like after I got beat, I could just get up and say, no, I didn't get beat. No, 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 no. The machines were broken. What? No. I, you know what I did was I said, you know what? Let me think about how I can be better, so that I can this win the, the next time. This is the same guy who just said five minutes ago that elections were rigging, that Republicans were rigging elections. That's what I did. Now he's mocking people for suggesting that elections you know, could be, they, 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 there could they, be cheating. The, the, here we go. You know, I, I, I don't know what loyalties uh, 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 are around uh, uh, here, but uh, uh, like the Yankees, they they they, they lost in the playoffs. They didn't they, they didn't say, hey, wait a minute, we didn't lose. <laughs> What if the game's rigged, like in the Chicago White Sox? Do better. Do better. You know, democracy's democracy's not supposed to work where if you lose, you just ignore it and pretend it didn't happen. And our democracy is what makes America great. It's what makes us that shining city on a hill. This extraordinary experiment in self-government. And protecting that and preserving that, that shouldn't be a partisan issue. Um, it didn't used to be. But unfortunately, it's become this this, this partisan issue. Well, you see, now, our divisive politics in America, right? You hear this all the time. You hear Obama just trashing everybody. Everybody is getting trashed now on stage. And then they turn around and go, but we need civility back. Where's the civility? And then they try to paint the picture that it's Republicans who are mean all the time. But then they go, Where's, we need civility. Where's civility? All the time. I mean, with very this. few exceptions. And, and by the way, I applaud those handful of Republicans out there who say, no, you know, we're conservative. We didn't vote for Biden, but we, we lost. Yeah. I, I imagine that. Why is this even a topic? I mean, you know, realize- that's a pretty low bar to give folks credit for just like speaking the truth. But why do they keep bringing up 2020? I mean, just think about this now. He's in Newark, New Jersey to talk about Phil Murphy. And all he's doing is bringing up 2020. Just think about that for a moment. This is why I'm playing this, because I think it's important to hear. Is he talking about Murphy's policies? Is he talking about Biden's successes? No. What is he talking about? 2020. And people not accepting election results. How is that relevant? Like, who cares? What does it have to do with anything? What does it matter if people deep down inside don't believe the election was fair? What does it matter exactly? But this is what they have. This is all they have. And that's why inevitably it's going to turn to January 6th. It has to. They can't help themselves. It, it, they, they cannot help themselves. It's got to be about 2020. It's got to be about January 6th. And they got to keep bringing up Trump because if, you, if they bring up their policies, they're screwed. They're screwed. Where is he going to go? I mean, under Biden, look at these gas prices soaring just as high as when I was president. It's good to see him high again. And uh, yeah, we're back doing now the war on coal and uh, the war on oil. It's good to see that again, that we're once again going after energy and it's going to cost you more money just like it did when I was president. Right. 
Hey, look at that. I mean, that withdrawal in Afghanistan, you still have Americans on the ground. I mean, was that a cluster F or what? Biden did that, right? I mean, was that nuts? Seems to me like that was that was a big, I mean, that was a big old letdown. That was a big old disaster that Biden did. Where you bring up um, Biden's, uh, I mean, the supply chain. I mean, now, look at it. There were, what, uh, 20, 30 uh, big ships right outside Los Angeles, the port, just sitting there. Just because we don't have enough people working to bring all the stuff in and bring all the goods in. We don't have enough truck drivers. We need 80,000 truck drivers. That's Biden. That's on him. That's great. That's good. This is good. This is very good. We don't have, you may not get toys for Christmas. You may not, your child might wake up on Christmas morning and go, right, Mommy, Daddy, why don't I have a toy? It's <laughs> amazing. Is it right? That's what, what, what's he going to, what's he going to bring up? How are you going to bring this up? Biden's amazing record and accomplishments. So, 2020 and Trump, and then bring it back to January 6th. Come on. Right, in this current environment, they, you got to give them credit because they get threatened just by telling the truth. Yeah. So, Phil and, and Democrats everywhere are focused on you and, and, and how can we help you? What's Phil's opponent focused on? He, he wants to go backwards. He wants to go backwards. That minimum wage increase that Phil signed, he'll stop it. The work Phil did to fund public schools, he wants to take that money away from school districts. Especially, especially in black and brown communities. Oh, there we go. See, now scare everybody again. Scare everybody with, and then play the race card. It's, it's like a classic what Democrats do. Divide, scare everybody, play the race card, do it. Right? As he's talking to black and brown people. I hate even calling people that, but this is what you have to do now in this day and age. The progress you made on women's health or that, voting rights that's or gun abortion. safety. By the way, women's health is back. abortion, just so you know. He's going to turn it all back. They, they, He's going to turn the water off, too. You're not going to have water to drink. Can you flush your toilets? You like to flush your toilets? You're not going to be able to flush them anymore. He's going to go back to outhouses. You're going to have to go outside in the middle of the night and do your business. That's what Jack's going to do. Take us backwards to a time when we didn't have running water and flushing toilets. So it's bizarre. There's Phil's decision to reinstate the tax on the wealthy. Apparently, it's not enough to go back to the, the way things were. Phil's what? opponent wants to give the wealthy and corporations more tax breaks so they can pay even less. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Don't be bamboozled. Are you bamboozled? Don't fall for the okie doke. When you've got a candidate who spoke at a Stop the Steal rally. There it is. You there can bet is. he's not going to be a champion of democracy. <laughs> uh, uh, apparently, Phil's opponent says, well, he didn't know it was a rally to overturn the results of the last election. Didn't know it. Really? Come on. When you're standing in front of a sign that says, Stop the Seal, and there's a guy in the crowd waving a Confederate flag. You know this isn't a neighborhood barbecue. You know it's not a, a league of, of women voters rally. Come on. How, how about, come on. How about we talk about come the great on, success of Democrats running things in this country? Like Philadelphia, for example. 400 plus murders in Philadelphia. Why don't we talk about that, Mr. President? Why don't you bring that up instead of January 6th? 
Oh, because you don't want to. That's really bad for the for the notes. Terry McAuliffe said that Stacey Abrams won the governor's race. Stacey Abrams says she won the governor's race. And you stood on stage accusing Republicans of rigging elections. But remember something. It's it's them with the conspiracy theories, okay? They're the ones who deal with the conspiracy theories. It's just, it's on, it's them. In that little clip of Obama, you really can get a sense of where they are. You really get a sense now of what they're running on. Fear and division. Racism, fear, division. Can't run on a record. Look at all those ships just sitting there. All those goods on it. Be nice to get that off and on the shelves, right? That's Joe Biden right there. Every time you go and can't find toilet paper or you pay more for it, that you go, thanks Joe Biden for that. Okie dokie. Whatever he was saying, whatever hokey words he was saying. Can't run on a record when it's that disastrous, right? Can't do that. You got to run on January 6th. Have a great day.